Welcome to the TPC Podcast. Thanks for listening. The Pentecostal Church is located at 3700 Kelly Highway in Fort Smith, Arkansas. With roots anchored firmly right here in the Arkansas River Valley, it continues to be a beacon of hope in a hopeless world and a hospital for hurting souls. TPC is a place where you can call home and fulfill your calling in the kingdom of God. Join us for this incredible word from the Lord today. Tonight we want to address the subject of personal evangelism and finding and seeing and knowing what is my purpose in the kingdom of God. What is my calling? What is my ministry? What does God want me to be or become? So I hope that you will just engage this uh, this concept tonight in this word as we share some scripture and move through this. The book of Matthew chapter number 9, verse number 35 through 38. I want to read these few verses of scripture, so if you have your Bibles, uh, just join with us tonight in the book of Matthew chapter number 9 and verse number 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when Jesus, or when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers, into his harvest. From this context of this scripture, we find that Jesus is doing the miracles, performing the miracles, is healing and ministering and preaching and casting out devils. And then Jesus begins to look around and see the multitudes of people who are scattered, who are without direction, who are lost, who are drifting, who are aimless. And when Jesus began to see the multitudes around him in these conditions, he just mentioned that it is like sheep who have no shepherd. There's no leader. There's no guide. There's no unity. There's no peace. There's no fellowship. There's no connection. And Jesus began to turn to his disciples, followers, followers, those who believed, those who had experienced the miracles that he had performed, those who knew him personally, those who had a relationship with him. And he called unto them and he said, look, I want you to see all of this multitude. Look upon them. Look at their condition. And he said, the harvest truly is plenteous. There are many, many souls who are aimless, who are hungry, who are looking, who are searching, uh, who are divided, who are confused, who are wandering. There are many of them, and we certainly need to do our part, but the laborers are few. The leaders, the ministers, the evangelizers, the encouragers, 
the people that will help pull them together, will bring clarity to them, will share the Word of God. Truth is a light that will help them follow and become unified in the right purposes and design and will. These are things that we must begin to seek God for, that we must begin to ask God, Lord, I recognize that you want to do something in me. We've been through the process of talking about salvation. I've made some personal changes in my life to make sure that I am submitted to you completely and, and I want to be holy before you and I want to be a separate people called out. But now, God, I'm asking you on this Wednesday night, would you give me wisdom so that I can have personal evangelism in my life? Can I find my purpose in this life? Can you give me some direction, some inkling, some understanding, some illumination, a thought, a word, an idea? Somehow, God, can you help me to become a laborer? I want to bring to you tonight that the harvest is great. There is no lack of harvest in our world today. There is, there is no way we can say, oh, well, everybody's saved, or everybody's happy, or everybody's whole, or everybody's peaceful. That wouldn't be a true fact. There are so many individuals all around us, to our left, to our right, where we work, where we shop, even in our own families. There are so many who are hungry to know peace, to know unity, to know the love and the power and the presence of God. Somehow we must commit ourselves to what God wants to do in our life. We can't just continue to go on ignoring the fact that somebody around me needs me. Somebody around me could be better if I could define what God has for me. What is my purpose? What is my evangelism? God is calling tonight laborers, laborers, workers into the field, willing vessels to say in 2023, I want to be more of a laborer. I want to do something. I think it's wonderful to come together and worship the Lord. I think it's absolutely scriptural to forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. I think it's absolutely vitally important that we draw strength from one another in worship, in fellowship, in the Word. I love ministering the Word when the place is filled with people and God moves in a mighty way. I love that. But I think beyond these walls, God is calling his church to become evangelists, to become ministers, to become laborers in the harvest field, to reach those who are hungry and in desperate need of him. I am reminded in the book of Romans chapter number 6, verse number 17 and 18, but God be thanked that you were the servants of sin. But you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. The book of Romans, the writer is explaining to us that there was a time when we were servants to sin. 
We were slaves to sin. We were workers in sin. We were involving people and leading people in sin. We were condoning sin. We were, we were linked with sin, yoked with sin. We were sinners and we enjoyed sin. The pleasures of sin are for a season. And we did that for until one day the Lord allowed his word, the true doctrine, to be delivered to us. And now we have been saved. We have been righteous, made, made righteous. We have been cleansed and purified and delivered from our sins. And now we are servants to righteousness. We no longer serve Satan. We serve God. We no longer work for Satan. We work for God. That's my message tonight. Is this, are you working for God as energetic as you worked for Satan? Are you as involved in a laborer, a worker, a servant for God as you were when you were living in sin? God has called us from sin into righteousness to be servants of righteousness and declare the righteousness of God to all that the Lord leads us to. The book of Acts chapter number 16, verse number 16, says this, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Verse number 17 of the book of Acts chapter 16. The same followed Paul and us and cried saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us the way of salvation. And this they did many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he did, and he came out the same hour. Verse number 17 says this, A woman that was used by an unclean spirit, by an unclean spirit, was declaring of Paul and his followers loudly in the streets, around dancing or parading or shouting out loud, These men are the servants the servants of the Most High God, which show us the way of salvation. You know what the spirit of the enemy knows? You know what Satan knows? He knows that you are now a servant of the Most High God. Satan himself knows that whenever you changed your life and your allegiance and you turned away from sin and you were baptized in the name of Jesus, filled with the Holy Ghost, separated from sin, that now you became a servant of the Most High God. Doing what? Showing the way to others to salvation. Explaining by leadership, by word, by fellowship, by methods, how they too can be saved by the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Even Satan knows that you and I are called to serve in the capacity of delivering salvation to everyone that is around us. I invite you again to just think about this subject tonight. 
I want to evangelize. That may not mean quitting your job and selling all your goods and loading your few uh, possessions into your car and traveling around the world. It might. But it may not mean that. It may mean God wants you to be a laborer in the field for which you are in. The streets that you drive, the neighborhood where you live, the co-workers who are next to you, your family members, individuals that you have influence and connection with. God wants us to evangelize, to find our purpose in ministry. So how do we do this? How do we find our purpose? How do we connect our personalities to complete God's calling in our life? There's one verse of scripture I want to share with you in the book of 1 Peter chapter number 4 and verse number 8. 1 Peter 4 and 8 says this, And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Verse number 11, if any man speak, let him speak as, as the oracles of God, or the mouth or the voice of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I want to know my calling, my personality? How can I use my personality, my giftings to recognize I have purpose in the earth? I am a reason. I have a reason for being here. I have a reason for where I live and where I work and who I meet. I have a reason. How do I do that? I begin to recognize that the gifts I have received, that I can minister to one another, I can be good stewards of the manifold grace of God. I can share my testimony of the grace of God in my own life. I can explain that. I can share my testimony. Has the Lord ever been gracious to you? Did you ever mess up or make a mistake? And then you felt the peace that God had forgiven you when you asked Him to. These is how you can find your ministry, your calling, your, your purpose in life. God wants to use your testimony, your expression. You might write that down, and you might email that to a friend. You might share that with somebody on the street. You might share that with somebody walking down the aisle at Walmart. Just hand them your testimony. Just sharing the grace of God that happened in your life. And as God ministers through us, allowing us to be the voice of God, to express God's mercy through love and to begin to share with people ways that they can turn to God and find God so that we can become everything that God wants, not for our glory, not for what people will say about me or about you, but what people will rejoice for what God has done in their life because God gets the glory at the end of the day. Every time he's healed me, God may have used physicians. God may have used ministers to pray over me. But it was not the doctor who healed me. It was not the minister who healed me. God receives all of the glory 
To him is glory and honor forever. Use that testimony. Use that witness. Use that voice to know. Let's go to the book of Psalms chapter 16, verse number 11. The book of Psalms chapter number 16, verse number 11. This is what the scripture says. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. So I want to know where the pleasures of evermore are. I want to know where your presence is, where the fullness of joy is. How do I know that? How do I have peace? How do I have wholeness? How do I have completeness that I am fulfilling? Why don't you just say that out loud? I know you're in your house, and I know you're kind of, but why don't you just say that, fulfillment? Do you feel fulfilled in your life? Do you feel complete? Do you feel like God is using you in everything he wants to use you in? If there's a hesitation, and I think all of us can be brought back to this and say, God, maybe I'm not doing everything I could do or should do. But would you help me to know what is the path of my life? On this way in which I live called life, take me down your path, your street, your highway, your road. Help me to know what you want me to do. You may be 10 years old listening to this tonight. You may be 15 years old listening to that. You may be 5 years old listening to this tonight. You may be 2 years old. You may be 60 years old. You may be a single adult. You may be a parent or a grandparent. You may be 80 or 90. You'd be wondering, what is my purpose what, what am I going to do in this path of life? Oh, pastor, things have changed. Pastor, things are different now in my life. I used to have more energy. I used to have clarity in what I was doing, but some things changed in my way. I used to, I used to really be used in, in reaching people or teaching Bible studies or praying with people or talking to people, but, you know, there's some failures I had in my life. There, there's, some, there's some mistakes I made along the way. And it's become a hindrance to me. It's become a stumbling. I'm reaching for you tonight that God wants to place every hindrance, every mistake, everything that we have ever done under his precious blood through the power of forgiveness and cleansing. And God wants to restore us to evangelism. God wants to restore us to renewed purpose. I'm passionate about this tonight because I feel like God is calling us in this year to grow deeper with him, to know his word, to be led by his spirit, to be what he wants me to be. I have to be transparent. I'm honored to be your pastor, but I want to be a greater soul winner in 2023. I love the ministry of pastoring. I love the ministry of encouraging. I love the ministry of sitting with people and talking with people and praying with people. I love that. I love being your pastor. I also want to get a hold of a greater evangelism personally in my life. I want to meet someone. I want to have a goal to win just one soul, 
to just disciple one soul, to just pray that God would help me to find a fresh vision for what God wants me to do. God has a purpose for Tim Sullivan, and he has a purpose for you in your life today. All we have to do is begin the process of praying, Lord, show me, show me the path in life that you want me to take and to walk and to be. Let me just share five things with you in regards to purpose. Number one, I need to remind you that we were planned for God's pleasure. We were created for God's pleasure. So your first purpose, finding your first purpose, is to offer real worship unto God. Offer real worship unto God. Secondly, finding your purpose. We were formed for God's family. We were formed and made and created to be a part of God's family. So your second purpose is to enjoy real fellowship. Enjoy your purpose is to get connected to the body of Christ. Don't just come on Sunday. Don't just come on Wednesday. But develop a relationship with the people of God and enjoy real fellowship in the body of Christ. Thirdly, we were created to become like Jesus Christ. So your third purpose is to learn real discipleship. Lord, show me in your word what you want me to be. If it means in 2023 changing some things, adjusting some things, taking more time for you so that I can become more like you, taking on things, taking away things. God, help me to know my purpose is to be disciple through your word and by your spirit, to be more like you. Fourthly, we were shaped for serving God. We are being formed and made through discipleship and hunger and fellowship and a walk with God. We are shaped for serving God. So our fourth purpose is to practice, listen to me, Real ministry. Practice real ministry. That's our purpose. Is to actually go to the streets, knock a door. Not just five people on an evangelistic team. Not just three people that calls and talks to people. Not just a dozen people or two dozen people. What can happen if our entire church family begin to embrace my purpose is to practice real ministry. Reaching for people, talking to people, praying that God would give me wisdom and boldness. And when you pray for boldness, you need to pray for wisdom because we're not here to offend people. We're here to have wisdom in how we approach people. But with the spirit of humility and love, expressing mercy to individuals, God will help us with this purpose of practicing real ministry. Finally and fifthly, we were made for a mission. So your fifth purpose is to live out real evangelism. Live it out. Live it out every day. Not just on Sunday and the altars, not just uh, on groups or with individuals that you meet, but every day alone and on your job, being the light in your house, maybe your family is unsaved. Maybe your friends are unsaved. But if somehow we could begin to pray, Lord, I want you to lead me to a person 
who is a soul. Lord, I want to love that person who is a soul. Lord, I want to have fellowship with that person who is a soul. Lord, I want to evangelize that person who is a soul. Lord, I want to disciple that person who is a soul. If you could begin to pray that prayer, pray for a person, love a person, fellowship with a person, evangelize a person, disciple a person, I think that we would all find our purpose and our calling and our ministry to evangelize. Sometimes this means making small steps, taking small steps to meet a person and get to know them and lead them to God. God is using us. God wants to use us. He's reaching for us. He wants to minister to us and through us. This is our greatest time to do the work of God. I want to conclude with this tonight. This was a story that I read just yesterday, and it moved me. It kind of connected with my spirit in the fact that our time is drawing near. I don't know how much longer we have, church, to evangelize. Pastor, why are you so passionate tonight about everybody finding a ministry, a place? Why are, you, why are you so passionate about, we baptize during the day, and we baptize in evening time, and we want to reach our entire region. We want to reach all languages and cultures. Why are you so passionate about this? And all of our congregations, why, why are you so passionate about the English church and the Spanish church and, and Fort Smith and Podo and Fayetteville and the hundreds of thousands of souls that the Lord has brought in front of us. And not just locally, but around the world and missionaries and other congregations and pastors that have been led through the Pentecost. Why are you so passionate about igniting a fire of evangelism? It's because I don't know how much longer we have left. I don't know when our time is going to be up. It's time to work while it's day because the night comes when no man can work. Somewhere in light, there's a conclusion to this. And so the people that God leads us to, it may be their only opportunity. The people that God leads us to, it might be because their personal time is up. Maybe they're about to die and God is leading me to them. God is leading you to them. Maybe the time in life is almost up. The world is about to end. I don't know. But I feel passionate about all of us finding our evangelism purpose in the earth. I read this just yesterday. This is what it says. The bulletin of the atomic scientists revealed Tuesday, January 24, 2023, that their doomsday clock is now set to 90 seconds to midnight, the closest the group has observed the world to an apocalypse since it began the project in 1947. The group stated that the reason for the change of the clock closer to midnight was the Russia-Ukraine war, which began in February of last year. Last year, the UN Secretary warned that the world is in a time of nuclear danger not seen since the height of the Cold War. 
This is a bulletin from scientists who since 1947 have been turning a clock saying we're getting closer to the end of time. Oh, there's skeptics about this. There's those who have ridiculed this. and I'm not all involved in the scientific world, but I can tell you, it can be a wake-up call to you and I. It can be a wake-up call to the church that we are just 90 seconds away from midnight. If we knew that, how much more urgent would we work for God, find our purpose, commit to loving somebody, fellowshipping with somebody, praying for somebody, bringing someone to salvation, and discipling them for their hearts to be prepared to meet God. It's been stirring me, and I hope that it will make a difference with you. I hope that you have received the Word of God tonight. I know this is perhaps a shorter time together, but we're not all in this building tonight, and you're at home, and I, I want to just capture you at this moment. And I hope that where you're sitting right now, would you just kind of sit the kids down and put your Bible to the side, and let's take a moment together. I want us to pray that God would speak to us. I want to see this building filled with souls. The kingdom of God is beckoning us. Jesus is declaring to us the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. Would you lift your voice? Lift your hands. Let's pray together all across this river valley. No doubt there's hundreds and hundreds of people right now. Lift your voice. Lord, send me into the field. Give me wisdom of my calling. Help me to know my purpose. Help me to know what you want me to be. Lead me to souls. Give me words to speak. Give me wisdom. Give me boldness to know who and where and how. Use my testimony. Use my life. Use my light to minister to somebody, to tell somebody about my healing or my conversion or my change. Help me to be used this year to win one soul to you. I want to know my purpose. I want to evangelize in Jesus' name. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I hope this word has blessed you. If you are in the River Valley area and are looking for a church to attend, we would love for you to join us right here at TPC. Services are Sunday at 11 a.m. and Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. You can visit us at our website at www.tpcfortsmith.com and on Facebook at the Pentecostal Church Fort Smith. Here you will find any information you may need. Thank you and God bless.